So I'll ask. So Aaron, you went home for Thanksgiving, right? Mm-hmm. Did, did you, while home, do a gravy back? I did not. I didn't. Okay, I'm sorry. Did you do it? With I did. I did. I did do a gravy back. I, I talked it up. How was and it? So I delivered. Did, yes um, or no? Yeah. Yes. No, I still stand by it. I still stand by it as a as a fantastic way to consume the leftover traditional gravy. Thanksgiving. If you've got excess gravy and if you've got wild turkey, do a gravy yes, back. Why not? why not? What do you have it's more to lose? Appropriate, it's more appropriate when it's a turkey based gravy than yeah. other gravies. Exactly. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fight you on it. So yeah. and then once you're done with you that, know, let us know uh, how you feel. Listen to a drug and presentation. I don't know, just an idea. You won't. <laughs> Did you know that over $5 trillion exchanges hands on a daily basis? That's an average of over $220 billion an hour. Now how does this much money move every single day and why does it move the way it does? Here on Drunkenomics, two bartenders who also happen to be students at the University of Nebraska Graduate School of Business are going to sit down and drink to the global economy and try and translate it into English. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a stiff one. And have a drink with us to the comedy that is the global economy. Welcome back to Drunkenomics, the drinking podcast with the economics problem. Sorry we're late this week, guys. We did our best, and it wasn't good enough. In fact, it was better. And the reason for that, guys, is we did take some extra time because of Thanksgiving. Some of us traveled, some of us didn't. More importantly, we just weren't available on Monday, but we normally record. Busy on Tuesday. So we're getting to it on Wednesday, December 1st. And holy cow, I'm glad we did. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say. And this week, folks... Was I also the more gracious host last week? Yes, I you were. Uh, the VIX was at 1917, remember, with Sam Mendes? That's right. You're absolutely right. So, Continuing that at 3112, yeah, yeah. the more gracious host being myself, James Goldwater, alongside me. And for the second week in a row, and um, not looking thrilled about it, no, the less gracious it, host, Aaron Wong. Yeah, it, it's this pain is visceral, man. It's it's I can cerebral, see it. dude. It's, it's, gosh, I don't know what to do. It does. It's, it's, it really hits his core, I need guys. to drink more so it numbs my insides, okay? I can get through this presentation with a numb... With a pleasant disposition? Something like that. Not pleasant, because that's that's a very strong word for this feeling. That's too gracious, that's right. There you go, see? Without an unpleasant disposition. There we that? go. Yeah, exactly. Or at least that unpleasantry or whatever it is, is at least diminished. So... Let's do it. I, let's let's try and get through this. Uh, let's try and get through yeah. this uh, but it's been presentation a, with the, this 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 creationist. Uh, well, let's start with it's been a wild social week. media. And if you want to know exactly what we mean by that, go ahead and check us out at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Drunkenomical. Yes, D R U N K E N O N. Oh, you almost said it. Oh, that was so close. D R U N K E N O M I C A L. That was so close. So close, and I I know. The IC gets me every time. I know it gets me too. <sighs> it's you know it's weird, but anyways, yes. D R U N K U N M I. I see now. I screwed up. D D R U N K U N M I C A L. It's us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the Metaverse, whatever you want to call it. Uh, find us there. I post a lot of stories about the VIX, so it's so you can determine in case you're, if you're ever talking to, um, if you're ever communicating with us on mm-hmm. Discord, Instagram, Facebook. Then yeah. know that if it's based on the date, based on the time, if you <laughs> if you get a really graceful email, check the VIX. You know yeah, who wrote it. Exactly. If you get an email, it's a little less graceful. Which check the VIX. It's gonna happen. You know who yeah. wrote it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, we we try to identify which one of us is talking to you. Yeah. Usually it's both of us and it's it's weird because you're gonna get like two trains of thought. Yeah. But luckily, but, if you're on Discord, um, uh, 
you know, Discord just it identifies us as we post things. It identifies so, us, yeah. yeah. And so if you want the invite to the Discord, yep. go to one of our social media points. You're going to find that invite there and feel free to join us. We've had a great week on Discord. We've had some really awesome questions. We've had some really cool yes, interaction. And so, Todd, I know we said it on the Discord. I hope you and the wife. Oh, yeah, better. dude. Seriously, It sucks man. that you guys are sick. Yeah. Uh, you just get through it, guys. Uh, keep on keeping on. And specifically, Todd, I'm going to absolutely support your consumption of the hot toddies. Yes. Put it that way. Absolutely. Well, it's, I mean, if you listen to the episodes that we released this time last year, I had it. And you remember what I was going through. You know, you, you and I talked a lot about it. And mm-hmm. man, it sucked. So, uh, you know, Godspeed to both of you. Uh, hope whatever you're doing is working and making you feel better because I, yeah, I have. COVID knocked me out. Um, but, the next one uh, to, to um, Knello in the Discord. And then yeah. we're talking to you on Instagram today. It's really awesome yeah, to dude. put a name to a face. Seriously. It's pretty epic. Thank you on both. Thanks for joining in. And then, yeah, I guess and then, I'll address the question from Sintessa Buren. the question, because we got some awesome questions. Yeah. Sintessa Buren called me. I, dude, I'm so sorry for saying, I, once again, I'm so sorry All right, if I'm I'll saying honest, your name I'll wrong. I'll be honest, Sintessa Buren. What was that? Yeah. You need to tell us. We need to record. <laughs> you just need to put you need to let us know. I mean, it's okay. It's okay. Also, I just, I just good luck with the interview. Uh, yeah. I know oh, you yeah. went to the interview. Hopefully it went well. Yeah, seriously. So, uh, yeah. Good on you, mate. And I hope um, you took a shot of whiskey before that, you know, two shots before the mic is hot. Or I between think. then and now, hopefully you've gotten, to, you've gotten to take at least one celebratory shot yeah. you because you nailed the sun. Because you got the job uh, and because you look damn good in a suit. But anyways, so I appreciate the question. I like that you're just calling me out and saying, hey, you're a very outspoken conservative when it comes to government spending. And my my conviction when it comes to government spending is I think a government is generally speaking pretty irresponsible with money. Well, yeah, um, it's not theirs. Yeah, exactly. It's not theirs. Ours. They, yeah, they didn't technically earn it. I'm not one of those taxationist theft people. Okay. I'm not like, I'm not one of those people. No, um, no, I know but you're when not. When it comes to the government solving our personal problems, like for instance, I think healthcare, the government is too involved in healthcare. Either they're too involved or they're not involved enough. And I think this Whenever the government and private businesses are competing for business in the healthcare sector or whatever sector it might be in, it's just going to drive prices through the roof. And I think whatever, for the most part, the government is not very productive and they're not very efficient. Whenever the government tries to solve some sort of problem, they end up wasting a lot of money doing it. And if they do do it, it takes way too long. And that's what I think. I think private businesses are just much better at spending money, even though granted it's very self-interested. But uh, I think whatever problem, whatever issue they're trying to solve, they get it done a lot faster and a lot more cost effectively. So I'm more pro business, pro small business, pro big business when it comes to solving our problems, if you will. Actually, I, I really like something you've just so. you just offhandedly said, as if it's just like it should be common knowledge, just commonly understood, which is to say, government's either too involved or not involved enough when it comes to dealing with our issues. And it it's, really it's is very much for me. That was a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing because I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, I think we disagree on necessarily how that works. No, exactly. But I think I agree with you on the general concept. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. That's my thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I hope that answers your question. I don't want to get too political, so. I'll just I'll just stop right there. Um, but yeah, sure. I just I, I'm not a huge fan so, of government spending. I, I think I think edu- like especially when you look at education and healthcare. I mean, the cost of both those things have just gone through the roof because the government is either too heavily involved or not involved enough. And I think this tug of war between that is really what's driving the prices up. It's not necessarily that you know conservatives think government is too involved and. Democrats think the government isn't involved enough. I don't necessarily think it's either of those things. I think it's just, I'll be honest, I, you know, this tug, this tug of war is, drive, is what's driving it up, I think. I think so. a lot of the time the government doesn't, especially the the at the federal level, people involved in government 
don't actually know what the problem is. And if you don't know what the problem is, how on earth can you solve it? Exactly. There's another part so, of that question that I, I kind of want to quickly address, which is to say, uh, to just ask, is capitalism and share, uh, is capitalism, I guess, and therefore also shareholders to blame for everything evil in the world? No. And I answered no. I, I, would, I really do like that question, which is why we're yeah. talking about it. I would um, say no with extreme prejudice. With extreme prejudice. And so. I would too. I would say, I, I would say clearly the answer is no. And online, I even said, I really do think it's the opposite. I actually think capitalism and, and shareholders provide substantially more good on average mm-hmm. than evil. So like it's definitely the good outweighs the bad. Yeah. So that's the thing um, is like, why is capitalism great? Because it's self-interested, right? It's all based on self-interest. What's well, also perhaps the greatest evil of capitalism. It's based on self-interest. self-interest so I, right? yeah, it's, so it's, it's, yeah. You finished my sentence. That was great. That was fantastic. Yeah. So, you need to find a healthy medium. Yeah. Uh, and that, it's what, that, it's what Gordon Gekko said in the movie Wall Street. Greed is good. Greed for life, for love, for money, for knowledge has marked an upward surge in mankind. And that's absolutely, Absolutely true. I mean, think about a car and think about how much utility your car has provided you in your life <clears throat> or a train or whatever it is if you live in New York City or whatever. Or a bicycle or a chessboard. Yeah, some, a chessboard. Nice, chestnut checkers. Uh, but all those things, it's because not the government, it was because some other thing, some other entity, some other private entity was like, you know what? I want to learn how to be smarter. So that thing in the sky that's providing us light, what is that thing? I'm going to do research on that thing. How does it move Absolutely. at night and all kind of so all all that stuff? That's how physics and astrophysics got invented. So that's why I think uh, you know, and the government would never do that. Uh, so that's and really know. the fun thing, guys, is uh, well, actually, the government will fund a lot of that. It just the yeah, government isn't, but isn't inherently in the position of doing it itself. That's yeah, what I mean. So. Yeah. So. Exactly. And the government no, but didn't create accept, cars. I, but, and, I accept yeah. you, but I accept so. your statement. I accept your premise. Yeah. And yeah, so it's, it's one of those things where it's like capitalism, I think, is capable of the greatest, to use the term utility, the greatest utility for the most people. Yes. Utility is the economics term for benefit or good. Yeah, That being exactly. said, at the same time, when it goes haywire and it focuses solely on the shareholder, yep. it becomes capable of the- 2008, it becomes capable of like the most inefficient, just to use the word evil, I don't necessarily like to use the word I don't like uh, evil damaging. I, actually, I prefer damaging. If, if it loses focus on the greater good, it becomes damaging. Yeah. So that's my thesis. Feel free to disagree with me. Like I'm open that's to my, other opinions. I agree. And, that's my, and that's my hypothesis as well. Okay. Yeah. That's my hypothesis. Um, Anyways, with that said, let's talk about this question real quick with uh, our our. I mean, how do we pass this up? Our Righteous Bloke 10. All right, man, Tim. His first cue in this channel. I don't um, know if it was, dude. You've been in this channel for like a year now. Well, no, it's, um, it's, it's, it's his first cue in this channel, to be fair. Yes, in general. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes, in the general channel. For those of you that don't know, Tim was the first guy who reached out Ever. to us. Yeah. We had like, like four followers. We had like, and he five, was, he yeah, was we had like four followers, and we were getting this message from, these guy, from this guy in Australia. Well, we, we, had like, like, we had like what? four followers, and it was so like me, you, my brother, and then Tim. Yeah. So let me kind of give you like a, at this point in our in our history- Aaron and I initially recorded in Aaron's uh, kitchen. Yes, the very first episode. I don't know. Did that I make the error to be no, recorded? It, it, it never made the error. I think we were on episode two, three, maybe <laughs> four, and we get this message from a guy in Australia. Tim. He's giving and us editing advice. And I'm like, getting, that's exactly right. And it, 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 was because he, it was because we had too much feedback from the microphones because he was listening to us in his yeah, car. And it was these cheap microphones. Not that the mics are any they absolutely are that much were. better now. And, but well, hopefully they do. I, I, well, Tim hasn't complained since, yeah, so hopefully, so it, got hopefully it got better. But anyways. <laughs> well, he, uh, kept listen, he kept listening, so it couldn't have stayed bad. Yeah. But so Tim's asked a uh, question. Or maybe he just grew stronger ears. I mean, I don't know. So, I'll take so either. So Tim's, he was but, in it to win it from the beginning. So yeah. it's like, yeah, him, and, him and Sam Edge are like our Australian ambassadors. Yeah. So, I mean, kind of like how Max is our English ambassador, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely right. I haven't heard from Max in a while. Yeah, so no, yeah. seriously. Max, how you you're doing? okay. 
Missing hey, how you going, mate? I guess it's this post-Thanksgiving episode. We're just saying thank you to all of our day oneers. Yeah, because we're uh, no, and we should. Yeah, yeah no, you know no, seriously, I love you Thanks. guys. Like, I, I, yeah, both like, I look forward to Mondays for no other reason than I get to get a lot of shit off my chest from since the last Monday. Right? Yeah, same here. I, would, but, I, I always got to stand up my soapbox, which is our presentation. Uh, but anyways, finally, so it's a uh, long way to introduce the question. The question was: uh, so buy now, pay later companies seem to be popping after years of growth, but losses due to credit. And uh, the question is, do we think that buy now, pay later sector has a profitable future, opinion-based, obviously, and then um, perhaps it's bigger in Australia than in the U.S.? Yeah. Well, and it's all thanks to that one Australian company. Uh, I'll ask Aaron. What's Aaron, the Australian you... company that uh, that was going to get bought yeah. by, I think, Square? It was It was bought. It, it was, was bought by Square. For eight, for $8 billion, I yeah. think. Which Hang fun on, fact, Square that, that actually seems Square has changed their name to Bach, the Cube. Bach, uh, no, Block, Block, Block. Yes, I almost said Box, which is a completely different company. Because after it was Afterpay. Afterpay was the Australian. Yes, so yes, firm. Block, formerly known as Square, bought Afterpay, which Afterpay was a pure BNPL company, which is buy a, buy now, pay later. I don't know. I think there's too much risk associated with buy now, pay later, and really? I think. I think there is because I think what people don't realize, you, what, what consumers don't realize is, you know, and I have this a lot where I go to the grocery store and I swipe a credit card and, I, and it's mindless. It's a, it's a mindless transaction. Yeah. Or I go to a gas station and I swipe a credit card because it's a mindless transaction. I know I need this. So I'm not going to argue with the gas station going like, I don't have $40. It's just a mindless thing, right? Boom, done. And I think the okay. BNPL, I think is going to reinforce that even more. It's going to build up a lot of credit. It could be good. See, but I'm, I'm, I just think that there's too much risk associated. I'm with, maybe with weirdly it. more, weirdly more maybe bullish on this sector. Really? You, I, yeah. And, and as I'm saying well, it, and as I'm thinking it, I don't recognize myself. Okay, well, I'll say this. Um, so, like, it's risky, but I think the growth potential is insane. Yes. So, yes. Right. And so, and so, so for me, the big, the but big part why about risky. why I, that's why it's see, risky. I, see, so. so I think it's actually less risk than maybe we're necessarily attributing to it. Okay. And it's because this, it's, it's not. So, unlike a credit card, I know the VIX is at thirty-one twelve, but I think you're, I know. You're, maybe, maybe I'm just getting you're insane wild right in now. My, yeah, in my grace. So, what, what's that? <laughs> So unlike so a credit card essentially is a line of credit. Yeah. They don't know what you're buying and they don't care. They're giving you blank amount of money They'll to lend do with you money that which you will, yeah. as long as you pay them back with interest and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Versus buy now, pay later, that's always associated with a specific item. Is it really? It is. Or I, at least as, wow, at least I, as I see it. Um, as I see it, it's always associated with it. Or is it, so is it associated me- with a line it's of- It's secured to an asset. But is it associated with like a group of items? Like if you buy yeah. a jacket or if you buy okay. a movie ticket, like, you know, it, well, it'll say I, yes I, I to the jacket, I, but not to the movie ticket. Yeah, so, so what we're boiled down to is I, there's a- Collateralized. There are certain things they wouldn't loan you money for. So like an experience, yeah. uh, tickets to a game, uh, tickets to a Mo- show. Movie tickets, golf movie club tickets. fittings. Yeah, golf fittings. Um, Once you've done it, if you don't pay, they can't seize it. They can't- Take it away. From what if you, you bought like what if you bought like lettuce from the grocery store? Obviously, there's yeah. an expiration date. Uh, well, so. I, and I don't think and I don't I don't think buy now pay later covers grocery bills, groceries. But I but I believe it would cover a um, car. It would cover an Xbox. It would cover a TV. It would cover a couch, a drum cover, set, right? So it's a, so, a computer, a, drum set, a computer, a computer. So then they can come into your house. They can identify the object. Wow. And they can take it. 
And yeah, they're gonna they're gonna lose money on it, but at the same time, it's okay. collateralized. It's so it's secure. It's a secure well, loan. I mean, the thing secured is, note. I don't know. Does this have the pop potential as Amazon? I don't necessarily think so. No, I don't think so but either. It could, right? Uh, because I think the BNPL. I think this model. I think exactly what it's going to be used for is online and e-commerce. Mm-hmm. And e-commerce, I like. I think this is the beginning of e-commerce. I think opinion. it's so. I think it's um, a it's a more efficient. In its purest form, and in its best form, it's a more efficient and therefore, for the consumer, a better loan providing organization yeah. for specific, I, I don't want to say big ticket items, like it's, it's not a house, like a mortgage, or it's not a car, things like uh, home furniture, things like that. It's, not, camera, it's not everyday right. items, but it's- Computer, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, stuff like that. Exactly. Like, a so fridge. It's a fridge. A fridge, a washing stove, machine. Yeah. an oven. Exactly. Yeah. It creates competition. For the seller who says, "Oh well, we'll finance." Yes, yeah, so like for Apple. You. Like if you bought a computer from Apple, they'll provide you with financing options. But oh wait, you have this BNPL. Thing now there's a second party or block willing or whatever to, it is. willing to yeah. compete. So. And so when so and so when I see a competitor coming in to uh, compete with the seller for financing mm-hmm. it. Seller's made whole. Now, yeah, the seller wants the financing because it's more lucrative than just selling it to you. Uh, for it's cash. like John Deere. But, yeah, John Deere makes more but, money financing than actually selling tractors but. and maintaining than actually selling tractors. Yeah. So, yeah. But when you have buy now, pay later, that suddenly there's player two has entered the game. Suddenly, the actual sales point has to be more efficient, more mm. fair to the consumer in its financing. That yeah. I think is good. And I think that makes it just. You know, benefits customers and it makes profit margins slimmer. That's where I'm at on BNPL. Yeah. Seriously, though, thanks for the question. Okay. Um, and that's if great. You're, so, anyway, if anyone you're, else you want to ask questions, send you know it. know where to find us. Like we mentioned earlier in the beginning of the episode, uh, social media, Discord. I could use a little more and uh, we'll go from there. So, that made no sense and I know it didn't. So, well, the whiskey's not going to drink it. itself, Aaron. It, it, it will not. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. But moving into, uh, let's first things first, big so, news so on Friday. Major news on Friday, beyond the jobless reports. I mean, major, major news on Friday. Sucks at football. I, I can't hear you. Oh, wait, Omicron. Yeah, the Omicron uh-huh. variant. I thought, yeah. I, thought you just, I thought you just meant Nebraska sucks at football. Oh, which, yeah. well, you know, they historically, do too, I would have said, but historically, I said they're better than they look. I've never seen a team lose so many narrow. I mean, so many narrow games. And they we, went and out we, of their way. We went, so, f- you know, like our margin of victory in the Big Ten is, is, is zero because we defeated, like our one win in the Big Ten Conference was a 49-point margin of victory. And if you add up all of our losses, all of our losses yeah, yeah. margin of victory yeah, yeah. in those losses no, we're, combined um, is 49 I know, points. That's, that's what kills me. Is the that, is we have this, like, uh, the points differential for Nebraska it's is ridiculous. so low. And Nebraska yeah. keeps losing. And uh, you know what? After Friday, all I conclude is, this is um, a, I mean, this is this is like this is pretty much worse news to me than the Omicron variant. Which is which? which Wait, here's the here's what? the thing about the Omicron variant. <laughs> well, the, 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 here's the thing. So, so, uh, so, so you say Omicron or is it Omicron? Omicron. I've, Omicron dude, or Omicron? Dude, when you teach me how to speak Greek, I'll say it however you want me to say it. I don't, See, I I don't, don't know. know either. I have no idea. And, and, so, um, okay, fine. So there's a new variant of COVID. It was found it in is, South Africa. Found um, South Africa about, about last last week. It is less contagious. I'm sorry. No, it is less severe, but more contagious. No, I heard it was. I heard it was about the. It's as far as contagious level and spread level. The same it's about as the, Delta. About the same. There you go. So it's about the same as Delta, and it's less severe, but, but less severe. And for some which, reason, which just makes me think it's just welcome to the to the second flu, essentially. Yeah. So my thing is, first of all. The news of the new variant obviously is going to spook the markets because it's going to create a lot of uncertainty. So obviously, to your benefit, James, the VIX is going to go up. 
Not that you were like long Vicks options. I don't think anything, it went all that. Yeah, I don't but, think it uh, went all that much. It didn't go on Friday. All that much went up quite a bit, but there was you know this is what we saw in the last couple of trading days. There, you know, crash on Friday, even though it was a half a trading day. Dead cat bounce on Monday, crash again yesterday. Dead cat bounce today, and then an intraday crash. I'm summarizing the last four trading sessions. So good Friday yeah. until so what I December first. What I noticed so. is that the crash today occurred or started when the um, San Francisco when the Omicron variant yeah, was when, uh, discovered. CDC in, announced that there was an Omicron in, in San Francisco in yeah. the continental United States, and then um, yeah. my response was kind of all I could think of myself was, "Why are you up? Why are the markets? Why are you up as markets? What, what about the news you have heard suggests let's buy? It's going to well, go up. Value is like, there. Why are you like there as far as the why are you up? That question that needs to be addressed with the well, market. That should have been asked for the last 15, 18 months. Well, so, yes. Like, so you're, you're absolutely correct there. There I'm, you go. I'm, and I, I've been asking, I think I think the Dow Jones at 34,000 is is laughable. I you heard me say multiple <laughs> yeah, times. Uh, 25,000 25, points for the Dow is about where I'd price it fairly. And um the idea that the idea that we've hit stock market highs during economic slows should scream to everyone that there is a miscue, a miscommunication. No, I totally the markets understand. are meant to be a, an indicator, indicator of the, the economy, yes, exactly. not the other way around. Economy is supposed to cause market. Yeah, market screw is that. not meant no. to cause. I mean, yeah. well, I mean, well yes. no, screw that. Because, I mean, with all this M1, M2 money supply, where is it going to go? Right? Oh, exactly right. Like, oh, and that's, honestly, and that's why, tell, and that's tell why um, so, I think was really awesome last night. So Tuesday night. Um, yeah. It was Tuesday night that Jay the Hawk got um, was in Congress and just went. Now we're gonna break up. The he table retired plan. the word transitory. Well, he retired the word transitory. That was a big one. That was a he huge retired one. the word transitory twice. He said, "Well, it's probably shouldn't call it transitory anymore. Transitory's over. It's it's not transitory. It's here to stick." But this is the thing: is um, what, what happened today? What happened in the last three days was you know all these mm-hmm. bad news, dead cat bounces, bad news that for some reason was not priced in, in my opinion, right? For some reason, everybody's betting on the future of the stock market, and that's the reason why the stock market was so high. So all year, you Absolutely. know, we yeah, hit yeah. we hit 55 all-time highs or something like that in the S&P or whatever mm-hmm. it was. That is all based on everybody saying, well, 2022, if not 2022, then 2025 will be better than it is now. So I'm willing to set aside that money and not touch that money and reaccess it in 2025 because I think it'll be worth more in 2025. That's what the stock market is. That's yeah. what that's what any sort that, of investment is. And we've seen that in bonds so, as well. Yeah. But now I mean, we're seeing for, the yield for me, yeah, but but the inflationary concerns, the yield yep. curve is flattening, and it sh- and it should be. Inflation is an issue. It's yeah. not a transitory. It's a, it's an issue. It's an it's issue. Here to, but it's here, the reason why the yield curve didn't flatten earlier was because okay, well, guys, uh, bad bond auction repos. Oh boy, have they been? <laughs> yeah, so, have they been pumping liquidity into markets? So exactly. The last thirteen years, the Fed's been the Fed's been propping up equity markets in the U.S. for the last thirteen years and, and bond markets. Frankly, but, but but they haven't been propping well, yes, up bond markets. The, but they, they've been propping the yield curve. They've been shaping the yield curve in mm-hmm. a way that doesn't cause a panic because we know that whenever the yield curve inverts. Boom! Well, massive we've, sell-off. we've we've taken so, several. The dollar index is insanely high. So. Well, true, but we've also, to be fair, we've also at the same time the Federal Reserve and several every other central bank in the world has made several changes and exchanges that prevents oh the bank has a lot of redemptions coming in. Yeah, sell so, assets. Sale of assets 
lowers the value of assets. Some more people pulling their money out. So more things have been put in Which place okay, to prevent but- that cycle. And I, I agree. To prevent a, <laughs> yeah. a self-fulfilling prophecy from occurring. Yeah. Having said that, like- And it makes it, 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 makes it less thing. of a zero-sum game. That's what it does. Well, but- it's, it's, well the, the, the Fed is certainly putting its thumb on the scale. It is. And- I, my view is the Fed should not be doing that. The which Fed's is what's going is on to in make, Turkey. Is to, is, to put, is to put a pinky on the scale. Yeah, which is what's going on in Turkey, thumb. but I want to talk about that in a well, little well, bit. So, so here's let's just look at the U.S. markets really fast. Yeah. The S&P, so 50% of the companies mm-hmm. tr- listed on the S&P are in correction territory right now in terms yeah. of their share price yep. this mm-hmm. year. Yeah. And 25%. So, so one in four companies in the S&P are in bear territory. Yeah. Like, so they're actually, it's not, it's not just that they're not, well, that they're correcting downward. It's that they're doing very poorly, yeah, but the S&P as a whole is still up because there's a, there's a small number of firms that are substantially outperforming the mass. Well, and it's, it's so like when you get and one even, guy that can carry 12. Well, even on a day like today, like Pfizer was still up. I think they closed up. I don't Fi- know if they did. Apple closed about even, right? So if Apple closed about even, but they're still up, you know, no, at, at the Apple seemed up from what I was seeing after. But today, but then, Apple hit a 52 week high. Uh, but then again, they've they yeah. pulled back and they ended up closing in negative territory, but like marginally, it's not even, you know, 0.3%, you know, not a big deal. So, to me, it's like, yeah, the S&P closed down, you know, upon news of the Omicron, 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 whatever, however you want whatever to say it's it. Called, whatever it's called. Whatever it's called, yeah. The market's closed down, but it was still being lifted by these mega cap names that I think make up, you know, over 25% of the entire S&P 500. So, so I think really fast, I should just, uh, we should just define what, what a correction is versus what a bear is. Yes. So a correction is a, a 10% decrease over recent highs. Yep. So 52-week high. So if you're down 10% for 52-week high, Correct. you're in correction territory. territory. Yeah. So a bear, which is the opposite of a bull, yeah. uh, a bear is when you cross 20%. It's when you're 20% down for your 52-week high. It's like DraftKings. Right? Or right. even Robinhood. Or Robinhood's down. Robinhood, right. It's, I think actually Robinhood, Robinhood's yeah. in bear. Exactly. So that's my thing is, I, I don't know. The Omicron variant, I, I think everyone's panicking. But I also think the fact that the stock markets reacted the way they did I think it's really the telling sign that the stock market has been overpriced for a long time. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think, I think yeah. the stock market isn't looking at something and going, oh, a less, a less, inf- not less infectious, but a less problematic version of the virus. Oh my gosh. My let's, God. Let's, you know, the, you yeah. know Ford, Ford stock doesn't decline in flu season. I know it doesn't. Right. So, right. I, JP Morgan that, doesn't decline in flu season. Like what is going on here? No. But I think also what caused the markets to react the way they did is not just, it, you know, it's all these different governments saying, all right, we're not, well, like, yeah, you can't and travel. You, and you see the law, so airlines, the travel restrictions. Like any sort of international airlines, sorry, your stock is screwed. You know, even domestic airlines, just because of the exposure that they have to international airlines. Well, I don't tourism know how. stocks seldom tourism. do well during a pandemic. Yeah. yeah. Limited, well, like, go yeah, figure. Aside, aside, right? from, so, aside from Disney and the airlines but and Disney Universal. Still, Disney has Wait still been- Wait a minute, been, what the fuck? Disney, if you look at Disney in the last- Five weeks, mm-hmm. catastrophic. I mean, that stock has gotten crushed. Yeah, but but not financial got, advice. Got, Don't, I'm not saying you should buy it, but it's gotten crushed. It's getting destroyed. To be fair, I think it was it was artificially high before it was crushed. Of course, I, it's it's I thought it was too. Now. I thought it was too, but I wasn't going to say again, don't buy fi- it because again, I don't know. Again, not financial advice. Yeah. It's just this is my personal opinion. I think that the I think the markets are inflated, and and if I'm wrong, which I, I very well may be, but if I'm wrong, then we're going to have to go from us uh, historically where we'd be like, oh yeah, it used to be like eight times. 
You'd be willing to pay now. It's gonna be oh, maybe it's thirty two times. But that's but maybe that's already happened. Currency, that's already happened yeah. because of the yes. because of the M two money. M one M two money supply. So it's just out there. But I'm just what I'm saying is that is that is so. that if everything's changing, it's because we've just agreed to change the conversion rate. Exactly, and that's I think what well, I mean PE ratios have changed over time because of inflation. So speaking of inflation, Boy, right? Yeah. We have this guy uh, Jay the Hawk Powell, which you know. We coined that term. I would like to think we did. I don't know if we can actually. No, we take credit absolutely for it. did. Okay, we did. We absolutely, we did. coined the we coined the term Jay the Hawk Powell and uh, CNBC Squawk Europe stole it from us. I would say daylight dollar short boys. Yeah, but uh, Jay the Hawk Powell decided to retire the word transitory. Yep. Which um, I didn't know you could retire words. Um, I want to retire the word vibes. Can I do that? Can I retire the word vibes? You know what, Aaron? We can hashtag no vibes. No vibes. Done. No vibes. Done. But whatever. So Jay the Hawk Pal decided to retire the word transitory, and he's actually said inflation is permanent. Or not permanent, but it's here to stay. It's sticky, not slippery, like we talked about last week, remember? And yep. uh, Well, listen harder, folks. You should have remembered. Yeah, I was drinking, so I don't. I didn't remember, so don't be too hard on yourself. That wasn't for you. Yeah, okay, thanks, for everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> well, but yeah. You know, upon the announcement of him retiring that word, um, the markets yeah, markets went markets, south in a hurry. Didn't, yeah, they didn't react very well. They, you know, they opened today high. Uh, they flattened out pretty quickly upon the whole Janet Yellen and uh, Jerome Powell. Whenever they had that conference or whatever it was, and they retired the word transitory and said, "Hey, this is a little bit more permanent. Things are going to be more expensive. Profit margins are going to decrease." Markets kind of went south, especially in financials. And then as the day went on, of course, the Omicron variant was discovered in San Francisco or news of that broke today and markets just continued to head south. That's what happened. That's what happened. That, that's the news. That's the market news since the last time we've sat down together and had a drink together. Aside from Turkey. Oh, yeah. Speaking no, of which, Turkey, Turkey's Turkey a, week. So Turkey's a, week. I'm thankful for I was going to say, my, it's, it's, been, it's been a week for Turkey. You know, I'm I'm 90% sure that I've been on record for the last, at least since, let's put it this way, in March of 2020, I was saying, why are they lowering interest rates? There's not a liquidity yep. issue. Why are they doing this? It's fucking stupid. But they've had they're, low they're, interest rates forever. That's the reason why you're saying well, that. Well, that's all. They've had low again, interest rates forever. And, and, and I'll be honest. I think that was stupid too. The fact that they had low but interest hey, rates for ten me. years or yeah. fifteen years. Also, yes, no, it's it's all bad. I think I think generally when you have interest rates under two and a half percent by the Fed, that suggests that whatever your economy is doing, if the Fed isn't reacting to a major external shock, you got a serious problem. And unfortunately, at that point, the fiscal armies take over, and that's yeah. the real problem is that they um, okay, are so incompetent I'm, at best and uneducated at worst. Yeah, so I'm not too familiar with the fiscal arm of Turkey. All I know is that so Turkey, so Turkey actually doesn't. So here's the fun fact: Turkey doesn't have really a fiscal arm. Is it because they don't of export the, any raw materials? They don't have. They don't have. They don't export food. They don't export raw metals. What about but really what about the tax there. plan? What about all that stuff? Oh yeah, it's not good. The current president of Turkey, Recep Erdogan. Has yes. been in charge of. He was the mayor of Istanbul, and now he's the president of Turkey. There was a coup. That's quite the yeah. That's there, quite the promotion. Yeah. So, so the funny thing. Um, so the funny thing about Turkey is, is that so Turkey was founded essentially by Mustafa Kemal Atatürk. So, so, so the modern nation state of Turkey was essentially huh. founded, and so the George oh, Washington, go, yeah. so the George Washington of Turkey was uh, a man by the name of um, Mustafa Atatürk. Mustafa Kemal and Atatürk. He yeah. Was. In the modern world, he wrote a really interesting constitution for the state of Turkey. And in the constitution, so in the, in the U.S. constitution, uh, the commander-in-chief is the president of the United States. 
and the military swears an oath to preserve and defend the constitution. And after that, there, there is a legal, yeah, well, a legal obligation it, it, it on everyone. Was, it was the Ottoman empire. Right? It was the and Ottoman empire. To, and then, and then, and then when, um, Adam took over, it was, it stopped being the Ottoman empire when he took over and it became Turkey. Yeah. Turkey. And, and so, um, Ataturk who, yeah, so this is like world war one era is the end of um, world war one. Cause Ataturk actually commanded, Soldiers at Gallipoli, which well, oh my a, gosh, yeah. Tim, Tim will Tim Tim would understand reference yeah, this. I mean, you know, uh, we, and there's a movie called Gallipoli. I mean, there's yeah. a movie out there with Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson, great, yeah, yeah, great movie. And um, so when Ataturk um created the Turkish Constitution, he actually imbued the military, the military of Turkey, with one sacred goal: if the leader of Turkey isn't being Secular, so it's a very secular constitution in Turkey. What do you mean if by the leader secular? Of Turkey is like not bullish. No, I mean, I mean, it's not religious. It's very in, the, oh, in many okay. ways. The Sorry, US, I mean, like I the U.S. Like constitution is very secular. Yeah. It's very, it's very no, 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 no. It's very non-religious um, freedom. It's non-religious. It's, it's, it's very state. absolutely. It's very legal. I would call it yeah. optimistic. Uh, okay, yes. And Fair if enough. and if so, in Turkey, yeah. if 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 the leader of Turkey is not being secular enough, if they're being too religious. If they're if they're refusing to acknowledge that this is a secular state, not a religious state, not only is the army re- empowered to, the army is required to commit a coup oh, to overthrow that president. Yeah. And so it's a state that, that you know, three years ago, the colonel, there was a colonel's coup, which looking back on it, it doesn't seem like it was actually, seems like it was a, an excuse for Erdogan to purge secular officials who didn't like him. But yeah. now his, he's been too involved in everything about the state. Well, I think, so what, I think what happened was just, you know, the reason why this has gone out of control is because of that revolving door of Fed chair presidents. Like, can you think? Exactly, you imagine, exactly right. Right. The U.S., we don't have that. Yeah. The Fed well, is independent. It, yeah, and it didn't help. Yeah, exactly. And it didn't help the fact that, you know, we placed these tariffs, we, the U.S., placed these tariffs on Turkey. Uh, but at the same and time. And the EU, yeah. Yeah, and the rest of the EU, that didn't help at all. But, and, and of no. course- COVID didn't help at all, but Absolutely you know, not. it's the revolving door of yeah. uh, Fed chairs. That's of, like, of, of, central, yeah. of central bank chairs. Yeah, Fed, yeah exactly. So the United States is oh, very, yeah, like, yeah. and I've, I think I've mentioned this multiple times, but the United States is very interesting in that our central bank isn't actually the Bank of the United States, which um, Andrew Jackson killed. We'll do right. an episode on that, I promise. Yeah. But um, that's, that was the death of the central yeah. bank. So we did the Federal Reserve, which came into place only about 100 years ago. Yeah, not that. So there's yeah, there there about, there about a century in U.S. history where there were like, where there were maybe 300 different banks with 300 different currencies doing horrifying right. things. And then so, the treasury trying to yeah, like and I, pull and, it all together. And that's the thing is like, I talked at the beginning of the episode about like my view on government and private sector and all that kind of stuff. So the government's involvement in the central banks in Turkey, I think is the reason why the Turkish lira is going nuts right now. I mean, yeah. the, the, I mean, and the, and the, gov- the exchange and by the government, rate was like fifteen the Turkish to one. government, right? Yeah, exactly. The, the Turkish government got too yeah. involved into the central banking system, but at the same time, and I for too long, for way too long, for too long, because you're allowed to say you're allowed to go in. Yeah, because President theory, Erdogan, you're allowed to go in and say like, look, I don't think interest rates be, should be this high, or I don't think interest rates be this low. But Erdogan, for some reason, thinks interest rates being low is good for inflation and you know i don't know what exactly made him think that well I, i'll tell you it's a it's a lack of economic education i agree uh, um, in many ways I, I, well, in fact well, in every way he has been in no way has he been drunkenomical no 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 none Here. at all and i don't want to go out and call him stupid but i'm just going to say this we all know that if interest rates go up 
monetary supply and monetary velocity goes down, right? We all know that. And what does that normally do with inflation? Yeah. It makes inflation go down, right? It's 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 like economics 101. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to call the guy stupid, but Correct. I'm not going to sit here and say like, dude, like, what are you thinking, man? Like every time a fair chair has been in place that has, that has either lowered the repo rates or has, or has raised interest rates, like you fired that guy within a year. So first of all, the uncertainty of who is going to be Fed chair for your country, like that is obviously going to drive your currency crazy. Yeah. And it's going to drive, for, well, and, and, it's going to drive foreign and, and investment and crazy is, too. So a big one's consistency is, 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 you know, even if it's bad decision-making, and I do mean like absolutely yeah. poor decision-making, as long as it's consistent, Things will stabilize. You can well, fix it, but things will stabilize. Yeah, well, and that's why we have four, is, that's why we have futures in forex. Like you know, that's it's there to stabilize those markets. Absolutely, it's so, why we have a vice chair of the Fed. Yeah, it's, and it, all that but stuff too. In, in Turkey, they have a central bank. Unlike the Fed, it's not semi-independent. It is a constituent arm. It'd be like if um, currently we have um, Jay the Dove Yellen as our Treasury Secretary. Yeah, if we had a central bank. It was beholden to politicians. It would no. just be another another cabinet posting where yeah. it's it's oh um the United States is now president's ordering you to do this get out of the way or someone else will do it. No, we have a semi independent yeah. system works well, after fashion. But, but so here's what here's what low inflation has done for Turkey in 2021. Mm-hmm. Currency's lost 50 percent of its value. Probably more than that by now. Well, but. more than that by now. It was 50 percent on Monday yeah. and. Erdogan has been historically has been exceedingly popular. Well, uh, his popularity anymore, in, the, in the most recent poll was under forty percent, and that's that's removal territory. Like he's, he's, he will probably not win the next election. Yeah. People do not like it. People people are sitting here going, "We work, we do our well, jobs, I mean, it's, and, we, and, and we can't buy the everything." Yeah, when I forget what the number was, but I think three point two million Turkish citizens have entered into like that new realm of poverty. Some along yeah. those lines because of the weakened Turkish lira. Because the weakened I mean, lira. This is about six years ago, maybe maybe even less, where the Turkish lira to U.S. dollar exchange was, was one to three. So one dollar would get you three Turkish lira. Yep, because because they, they historically they they had pegged yeah. the lira yeah, exactly. to the dollar. Now it's, and they had reasons to do so. Yeah. Now I think it's about what fourteen to one. Last I saw, thirteen and a half. Yeah. So okay, sorry. Yeah. So thirteen and a half. Close enough, right? So, but at one point it was probably over fourteen. I don't know, or it was really close. But uh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, this is insane. Here's my, so, thing, like, here's my thing: to go from three to thirteen in a year. Yeah, or like in five years. So, like a year ago, I mean, a year ago is about like seven point eight. So you've pretty, you've almost doubled over a twelve month period. This is insane, and I think in it's just year. this government involvement saying like, okay, you want you want to raise interest rates? All right, I'll fire you. Oh, you're trying to stabilize the economy? Yeah, no, no, no. So, not today. so one, there's too much uncertainty. Companies like Apple, they don't want to sell their iPhones to Turkey because it's like. If I receive the Turkish lira, am I really getting my money's worth? Like, honestly, if you're a company, if you and I did business in Turkey, like, do you really want to think about futures to hedge against the declining value of the Turkish lira? Absolutely not. I, I would hate no, I that. No, I want to trade everything so, in dollars or euros. Yeah, or pounds or yen or whatever, like stable currencies. Yeah, I, I want to so, use yeah, a stable but it's currency. Like, I don't want to think about needing to buy futures to hedge against the declining value of a country that I'm doing business with. I do not want no, to do that. I don't want to do business. If you're JP Morgan, it's fine. But like, if you're like, you know, if, if, if that's not your thing, there's why a, would you want to do that? Let's put this way. So, there's, there's a reason Iran has to sell its oil for gold. Yeah. Well, 
you, you take all these things, you add them together, like it's going to make the iPhones that are in Turkey more expensive. So it's going to drive inflation up even more, right? Because because Amazon is like, you know mm-hmm. what? I'm not like Amazon's like, we're not accepting Turkish lira at this time because this is insane. Or if Google's like, nope, we're as, not. The, as they did with the with the Russian ruble, so what, ten. 10 months ago? Yeah. So if ago? you think about it, this, if you think about it, like it's going to squeeze the bottom, it's going to squeeze the supply chain even more. Yeah. So, and, th- and that's, so, and that's like, overseas. To me, like, that's the same. I think of the US or other yeah. places where the, where the actual thing is being manufactured. Right, yeah. You know, and we're a service economy. We provide these, these marketing services to companies like Turkey and all that kind of stuff through Google and Facebook and all that kind of stuff. But if Facebook decides, look, we're not doing business with Turkey anymore because we don't want to receive the Turkish lira, it's like, all right, like how much more inflated do you think that currency will be? Because the buying power is weakening like crazy. Yeah, like so, I mean, literally through the floor. It's like they, it's, they they found the floor. They started to dig, and it's like, yep. guys, it's it's a hard floor there. And then they like tap on it. And you're like, oh my That's god, hollow. now now Holy we've shit. reached a sinkhole. Goodbye. Yeah, here we go. Welcome to Florida. <laughs> Welcome to Florida. Yeah. So that's what's happening with Turkey is like, you know, this, this president has no idea. I mean, I don't want to call him an idiot because he's the president of an entire country and how he managed to do that. As a matter of fact, I'd, I'd rather call him a genius than, a, than an idiot. But um, yeah, he's uh, the president of an entire country. I don't think he understands economic policy very well. I don't think he understands I monetary policy well. I that. Yeah. I'm not entirely and, convinced um, he understands fiscal policy either. Right. So because of his involvement you know, into- It's not yeah, getting Because better. of his involvement in the Turkish Federal Reserve, I mean, like this is what's happening. This is the reality of Turkey. And, yeah, Central Bank and of it Turkey. sucks. Like- I like I feel terrible and I empathize like crazy with the people of Turkey, but this is what it is. This is what it's come down to. And like I said, 3.2 million people in Turkey entered in whatever the threshold is for poverty. You know, that's 3.2 out of 84 million. So if you think about it, it's like 4% of the entire population is now impoverished only because of inflation. Nothing to do with them not working hard enough at work. Nothing to do with them being irresponsible with their spending or they have a drug habit or whatever it is. Nothing to do with that. It's all because of inflation that has led them to now be impoverished. So I, I think this is insane. I feel terrible for Turkey. I hope it doesn't happen yeah. here. That's that's all I can say. Yeah, I don't, well, I don't think it will. I think I think we've got uh, between Powell saying he's going to speed up now by a month. Yeah. At the very least, they're, by a month, they're going to well, speed up. The, yeah, the nice thing is we have too many people educated about economics. So... Last week, like we mentioned, with, uh, you know, let me pick your brain nerd. Like, I think we have too many people that are, you know, all these PhDs in economics that are like, obviously, if you want to slow inflation, these are the ways we can do it. It just depends right. on what their interests are. It depends on who the president is, who the vice president That's is, the who, the, who the chair is. So, oh, yeah. you know, if we had this Erdogan guy as our president, I don't think it'd be much different here. But then again, I don't think he'd have as much power here as he would in Turkey. So no, uh, Erdogan yeah. is so. way so to describe Erdogan. Erdogan is essentially Rudy Giuliani, but better. Um, mayor of the mayor of the most populous city, and extremely popular for what no, he did there. I, I understand. I understand then, that, but um, like. Let's think about this. So if Giuliani decided to run for president, what, what do you think would happen? Like he would get crushed. He, he like there's no way yeah. he'd win. No, no absolutely way. right. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So Erdogan had the decency to run when he was extremely popular out of yeah. Well, Istanbul. I, you win. Um, with that said, <laughs> yeah, I, I want to keep this week short because um, we recorded late. Um, I don't want to get we this have, out to you guys too late. And you got to um, edit. But, so yeah, but thank you so much for joining us. Hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. If you guys celebrate that kind of stuff, if not, then um, hope you had a just good weekend. And have you considered Hanukkah? Do you agree about Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, yeah. and most importantly, yeah. Christmas? Well, no, I know what the good thing is: up. is you can go to uh, Jokonomics 
drunkmyspreadshop.com. That's D-R-U-N-K-E-N-O-M-I-C-S dot M-Y-S-P-R-E-A-D-S-H-O-P dot C-O-M. And you can get yourself or your buddy a nice pretty sweet Christmas merch. present or Hanukkah present. Uh, what I'll yeah. say is mm-hmm. starting on the 6th, so December 6th through the 12th, we will run a 10% off campaign on all our, on all our merch. Nice. So there you go. You heard it here first. So starting next Monday week. Monday to Sunday. Yeah. Get you some merch, folks. Or get your friends some merch. Get your pals some merch. I don't know. I don't know what you're up uh, to. From there. We have a Patreon.com. Um, Patreon.com. Drunkonomics. If you want to do, uh, if you want to uh, keep the ice cold. Economics. Keep the ice churning. Uh, keep the fridge cold. Get the beers cold. Whatever you want to do. Get the fridge, the beers the, cold. The, the get the ice stabbed. frozen. Keep our whiskey chilled. Find us at Patreon.com. With that said, I just want you to know, and I'm not bragging, I'm just saying, and I'm also playing chestnut checkers, but <laughs> I stayed very, um, what's that word called? You have been very drunkenomical, my less gracious friend. Cheers, my friend. Cheers.